On today's episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast, we're encouraging you to make a decision pastor. Making decisions is a nonstop while you lead your ministry, but the timing and effectiveness of that decision is a huge factor in whether or not you will thrive in ministry. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. At Daily Pastor, we know that church leaders want to be better equipped for ministry. You need encouragement to not just survive, but thrive in the place where God has called you. I'm Kyle Willis, and as always, I'm joined by our co-host, Dace Clifton. Dace, how are you, man? Man, I'm excited today about making decisions and uh, what we're going to be talking about. This is really going to be a great episode because I think that your experience in working with a lot of churches has revealed a pattern that I think a lot of churches struggle in this area, and I think we're going to see some of that uh, today. So it's going to be good to talk about decisions, and I am actually... I've already got a pretty clear plan of what I'm going to do after the podcast, which I've already discussed with you, and so I'm ready to get to it. Okay. Well, I do not want to hold you up uh, from your afternoon plan, so uh, let's get started. And and kind of the background here, when we're talking about making decisions, um, the background is this. You know, I get to see different sides of a, a ministry and different cultures of churches, and one of the things that has been interesting or that I've been looking at uh, over the last couple weeks for sure, and this is this is all anecdotal, but one of the things I've been looking at is the ability for a pastor, for a church, for a team committee, staff member, whatever, to make a decision. And here is my hypothesis, Dace, okay. which is the speed at which a decision can be made. And this can be everything from very small things to very large ministry course correction type uh, decisions. But the speed at which a decision can be made or is made in a church um, actually is probably the number one indicator of whether a a ministry would be quote unquote successful or thriving. Uh, Dace, give me some feedback on that. Well, I think that you've, uh, as some would say, you're picking up a hot wire here. And I think that that is absolutely true that there are ministries that, first of all, we could say really struggle with making decisions, even some simple decisions. And really the the root cause, in my view, is is when you have a lack of clarity in any organization, you're going to struggle making decisions. When there's a lack of clarity on the staff, on the leadership, on the process to make decisions, when there is uh, not a clear path forward, uh, ministries and organizations and, man, even families struggle. And that struggle, you lose valuable time, you burn resources, frustration can increase, and uh, it can really cost you. Uh, in your ministry and your effectiveness, and it can really increase frustration. And it's a pretty complicated subject when we're talking about the church world, because there's so many different types of churches and ways that churches make decisions. But I think, Kyle, the the common thread with, with effective ministries is there's clarity, and there's clarity to make decisions quickly or in a timely way uh, so that they can keep moving forward. And so, Dace, and, and this is not a knock on uh, pastors or church leaders. You know, what I'm sitting here thinking about is that this is an opportunity to get better. So if you are stuck, if you want to create momentum in your ministry, uh, this may be the area, this may be the key into getting out of that 
uh, unstuckedness to make up a word is to uh, just make a decision. And so my encouragement to you before we get into this, uh, pastors, church leaders, make a decision. A decision today that is 90% effective is probably better than the 100% choice four months from now, okay? So I'm encouraging you to make a decision. Days before we get into this, can you share with us the verse of the day? You bet. It's Psalms 25, 12. Who is the man who fears the Lord? Him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. Just a great word of wisdom here, of course, Man, the fear of the Lord, we know the Bible says so much about that. And we want to walk in the fear of the Lord. We want to walk in His ways, but we should not allow uh, fear of other things to be the, you know, used as ammunition to keep us from making a decision. And I think so many times, Kyle, the, the issue that we're going to hit on today is, is the fact that decisions are not made. And uh, or they're made ineffectively, and, and those delays can be critical and really spell doom for the uh, progress of the ministry. Right. And so as we're sitting here uh, kind of unpacking this, you know, I just want to say that the number one indicator of whether or not you will have a quote unquote successful ministry is your ability to make a decision. And these are not just questions about you know, administration, operations, staffing, things like that. This is just really even at the heart of what you are doing as a pastor. I'll give this caveat, which is, you know, there's absolutely a time to rest, reflect, to listen to the Holy Spirit, to pray and meditate. Okay, so I'm going to give that as a caveat here so that everything else we can say is this. But when that is your default, let me think about it or let me pray on it. Uh, if that is a, a habit or a unintended process is to just think and meditate, I don't think that you're going to make decisions in a quick manner. And I also don't think that the ministry will be everything that you want it to be. Let me start here, Dace, by asking you, you know, what kind of decisions need to be made in the life of a pastor and in the life of a ministry? They're as numerous as the grains of sand on the shore. I mean, I'm not trying to be eloquent. I'm just saying, man, there are all types of decisions that must be made. And even if you have a finance committee and you're not the entire lead on that, you know, most senior leadership of the churches, their input is is sought, right? I mean, I have a finance team, finance committee, but you know, before they present something, you know, they're they're going to want my input. I don't want to bore you, Kyle, but you know, there's just so many different decisions from facility staffing, finances, and then the most important decisions, which are the ministry decisions, outreach decisions, spiritual growth decisions, and uh, most significantly, discipleship decisions. How are we going to disciple people? I mean, there's just so many decisions that need to be made in ministry, and I fear that oftentimes we just we're missing opportunities we're discouraging people and and things are stagnating because we're not timely in making decisions and we're not willing to get out there and take steps of faith to to see things happen so days i hear you and let me just kind of uh, expound this out a little bit more which is you say that pastors have a lot of decisions to make in a given week yeah let me ask you this how many do you think it is 22 200, 2,000, how many decisions do you think you would have to make in a given week? You know, I would I'd venture to say there's going to be 20 to 40 decisions that you're going to make. Obviously, 
you know, you're, a lot of those decisions are going to be maybe more minor. Right. But in general, yeah, 20 to 40 decisions, I would say, is a pretty... So let's work off of this premise, which is just 20 decisions that the average pastor makes in a given week. Around those 20 decisions, there are also usually some sort of discussion, email, question on the front end, and some sort of action on the back end. Yeah. So even if these took let's say 10 minutes for each one. So you got the question, you made the decision, uh, and then there was an action, right? That's 20 times 10. So that's three, four hours of your given week. Yeah. What happens is if you delay in making a decision, that 20, now you're going to have to come back to it. So next week you have 30 decisions Mm. and now you're still spending that 30 times 10. So you're spending 300, which is five hours. And so now actually next week you have to make more decisions or it compounds. So the following week, you're going to have 40 decisions, right? Yep. And, and this is how we get bogged down is every time we delay, we have an additional conversation. We have an additional action. Maybe it's someone on your staff or a volunteer, but make decisions because it's actually going to reduce uh, your time spent on these discussions, and it's going to give you margin for ministry. Here's another thing that I would say, Dace, is the decision that you're making is not necessarily the pivotal decision. Okay, so someone says, hey, um, real practical, since you brought up accounting and finance, do you want this receipt to be coded to this account or to this account, right? Is this, is this part of loving our volunteers or was this a youth event? Mm. And you're like, well, I don't know. Let me think about it. So in that scenario, neither one of those is going to shift the course of your ministry. It's a, it's a net even, right? Meaning we already spent the money. We're just making a decision which one to put it. And the other thing I would say is even in ministry deals, uh, there's going to be hundreds of decisions along the way. And so if this one is wrong or this one is off course just a little bit, we're still going to have following decisions where we can make and shift it. And so all that to say, uh, make a decision, Pastor. Uh, Now's the time to make a decision. Well, I I agree completely. I think probably everybody's felt like this from time to time. There's a decision that needs to be made and you don't have either the buy-in, the authority, or the leadership capital to do it. Kyle, a ministry's ability to make a decision, I think, is a really good indicator of health because there are a lot of reasons why decisions are delayed in ministries. Maybe the pastor's afraid to make a decision. Yeah, lack of confidence, right? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there may be, you know, people listening to this and say, you know, that's so ridiculous. I mean, the guys, the pastor, how, why would he, you know, why would he be afraid to make a decision? But when you have people, you know, that are on your board or that, you know, are hypercritical of something and they're going to, you know, they're even going to aggressively come against you because of they don't like, you know, what you're doing. You know, those are, those are situations that are really can be common to unhealthy church situations. And so pastors get, can get a little gun shy when they face uh, lay leadership that can be hostile or aggressive toward their leadership. So that's one reason. Um, the other reason, Kyle, is just straight up, you know, bureaucracy. There's different beliefs and understandings and philosophies when it comes to how churches function and their decision-making process. We have to look at that really closely and, and ask the question, you know, is there clarity to delegate decisions, right? And, and 
in my own ministry, you know, there's, there's a lot of decisions that I just try not to touch it. For example, our phone company, I don't care. You know, I, I don't care who, what, what phone company. I just want us to be good stewards and have a good rate. There you go. And there's so many like that. If we can get those to someone or some group that clearly has the authority, that has the best interests of the church in mind with an understanding of the clear vision that the church is being led in, uh, we're going to be able to make decisions a lot faster. So, Dave, if we're talking about the phone and internet, uh, give me the quick history about you know, how did this end up on your desk? I want to take one of these examples and kind of pull it apart, dissect it so that people can understand uh, what we're talking about a little bit. So, so you want to switch phone companies for your Wi-Fi or, or your church phone. How did that end up uh, a decision you had to make? Well, you know, the probably the most recent one would be, you know, during COVID, we wanted to upgrade our internet speed. And even before that, there was another occasion where we went from, I guess, I don't even know what the terminology is, but a traditional phone system to a voice over IP system. I didn't know anything about it. And even speaking about it now, you know, I really don't know exactly what I'm talking about other than saying, you know, we did a major upgrade on our phone system. I think one of our staff was approached by a rep and this sounds like a good deal. Hey, let me look into it. Okay. So, so a rep called your office and said, Hey, I'm trying to sell you something. Is that probably where the switch started? That's where the switch started. Yeah. Okay. And so this staff member comes to you and says, Hey, we can get better service at a cheaper cost. I think we should do this. And you said, let's do it. Go for it. All right. So that was a, that was an easy decision. Here's what happens, right? Is there's all these branches. So maybe that was a 10 minute conversation uh, and hopefully it worked out, but here's, here's how it works out sometimes uh, in a, I would say non healthy church as we sit here and say, either we don't take the phone call. Okay, so we're, we're going to break this one down. Uh, so either we got a sales call and we said, no, we don't talk to sales reps. And so we just didn't take the phone call Two, we the staff member took the phone call and said, no, we're good. Right. Yep. Or three, they um, it, it just never got there. And so the other thing that can happen is when that staff member came to you, you could have been like, no, we don't need to make a change. Now's not the time we've got. Uh, church online that we're doing, right? This is COVID. Uh, this is the last thing we need to be messing with. Or you could have said, no, we really need to run it by finance and properties and governing board. And the reason I bring this up is because the lengthening of that process could slow you down. So if you think there were rewards there, hey, we're going to get X, Y, and Z, then you'd be crazy not to jump in now and try to get them, right? Yeah, Absolutely. Maybe crazy is not the right word, but you understand what I'm saying. Kyle, I don't want anything recent, but give me some examples, you know, because I know you've got a lot of history in working with churches. Well, let me give you a hypothetical, totally hypothetical, which is when schools shut down, actually, and I'm going to pick something recently, but when schools shut down due to the coronavirus, let's just say there were two churches maybe on different sides of town that said, hey, we see a need. Okay. Schools are shut down. And now all of a sudden we have staff members, we've got people in the church, we've got people in our community that have jobs that um, are all of a sudden stuck because they can't be at home with their kids. And I don't trust my 10-year-old to be home by themselves doing schoolwork all day. So let's say these two churches saw this need and one church said, can we do something about it? And they got together and they said, yep, this is the 15 things that we're going to have to do in order to do it. 
And within 48 hours, they got it up and running. Wow. The church on the other side of town said, hey, we see this need. Can we do anything about it? And these are the 15 obstacles that we have to face. We have to upgrade our internet. We have to worry about security. We have to worry about how we're going to staff it. Man, that sounds like a really big burden. And we don't even know if anybody's going to come. And so if we're going to do this, these are probably like the 18 people that we need to talk to in order to make this happen. And so what happened was one church uh, in this hypothetical example uh, was able to get it up and running in 48 hours. And the other one uh, missed the opportunity. You know, it's it's been six or seven weeks since those initial discussions took place. Uh, Maybe they missed an opportunity and maybe they were being wise stewards. Okay, so if I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, but what I'll tell you is the church that implemented it said, absolutely, we would have done it again. Not even a question. Yeah. It wasn't as hard as we thought. We got over all these obstacles, but absolutely, we would have done it again. So that's an example of a ministry decision where uh, you can actually be more lean and nimble and do ministry more effectively and thrive in the place that God has called you because you were able to make a decision. So I say all that to say, Dace, is that uh, this is really important, and I'm really just encouraging pastors to make a decision, and even in uh, a bureaucratic, for lack of a better word, a bureaucratic church, um, let's find out, let's ask to make those decisions, because they have placed their confidence in you. And if uh, you are waiting weeks and weeks and weeks to make a decision, like switching internet providers, uh, I think you may have a bigger problem on hand. Well, I love your example, and I think that's really at the heart of what we're talking about here. One ministry has the ability to see a need, and let's leverage what we have to meet it. And then the other ministry, it's just a lot more complicated than that. And I fear that there's a lot of churches that fall into that, that second category where they see a need but there's fears, there's concerns, there's certain people, perhaps, you know, power brokers, whatever you want to call it within the church that they might not be on staff, but oh my goodness, you better make sure you run it by this person before you do anything. Otherwise they're going to be offended. Those types of things can really log jam effective decisions. And so I think for our pastors, it's, we want to encourage you, man, with God's grace, we need to cultivate a culture where decisions can be made for God and for His glory, and your ministry can clearly move ahead. Kyle, I want to talk for a second about clarity, because I really think the root of it really is, is going to be clarity, right? Is it clear, you know, what the ministry is trying to accomplish? Is it clear how decisions are made and who makes those decisions, or is it not? And so I think clarity is really at the heart of what we're talking about. So you, you broke that down a little bit, but I want to go a little bit further, Dace. So when we're talking about clarity and the ability to make a decision, if you are giving direction to your church staff and your church leadership, do you set an initial direction, an initial vision, or do you give them parameters? Meaning, if we pick on this internet example, you say anything that you can do to save us money and get us the same quality, you've got the authority. Or do you say, if you see an opportunity, bring it to me and I'll make a decision? Uh, Or do you say anything outside of this scope, so below $1,000 a year or anything that doesn't require a contract uh, you have the approval for? How do you personally see that happening in, in church leadership with your church staff? 
for me, practically, I like for I like for our staff to make decisions within their their scope. And so, yeah, our, our youth minister, our children's minister, I like for them to make the decisions, you know, for that particular ministry. And usually, just to be very candid with you, what often happens is it seems to me that 99% of the time they'll come to me for affirmation. To be honest with you, I don't think I've ever even asked for that, but they do it. They'll come for just affirmation. Hey, I think I'm going to do this and this and this. And maybe one of the reasons why they do that is because I like for people to uh, make decisions and I will cheer them on. I want to be a cheerleader. I want to support them in that. And so usually that's what happens. If it's unclear to them, usually, and they're kind of concerned, well, should we do this or should we do that? Usually they bring the decision to me, not because I ask, but just because, hey, I don't know what to do here. Instead of me being the de facto, hey, we're going to do it my way. You know, I want buy-in because they're going to be the one that one that's going to have to to carry that. I'm not going to carry it. They're going to have to carry it. And so they need to be convinced that it's the right way. My role in senior leadership is to support them, is to cheer them on, to make sure they have what they need. And so usually uh, I encourage our staff to make the decision and usually they come to me for affirmation or when they just don't know what to do. Uh, and then I'll usually uh, step in to offer just some more wisdom, counsel, or guidance, or we just pray about it until it becomes clear. Well, Dace, I appreciate that feedback. And uh, so oftentimes, making decisions is very difficult for pastors and church leaders. Uh, Pastor, if you're stuck and you're sitting here saying, hey, I'm struggling to make a decision, or I have too many decisions, maybe your staff is coming to you with everything under the sun, or maybe no one's coming to you at all to ask you, and you want to be involved a little bit more. Here's what I would do is challenge your staff to come to you every day with their most pressing decision. So if you needed my decision on one thing every day, what would that be? And now all of a sudden, instead of having zero or 40 decisions a day, you can have just the number that you want. Because this allows the staff member to come and get that uh, feedback from you or get that affirmation or that approval but it also isn't going to be where every four minutes you're getting a text message, a phone call, uh, someone stopping by your office. And so if you are stuck, this is what I want you to do. Say your staff or the people who come and ask you for your input every day, come to me with your most pressing question or your most pressing approval. And I will give you an answer then. Well, and the other thing that we haven't really talked about, but I think is so important to note here is, is that for a lot of church staff, probably the most frustrating thing or one of the most frustrating things for them is when they don't feel like leadership trusts them to make a decision, right? And so when, you know, when decisions are brought, you know, I think as senior leaders, you know, we need to be affirming, we need to listen, and we need to let people have the ability to make some decisions. And I can think of a specific example right now of a great pastor. He was a great preacher, but the guy was a control freak. And so uh, it can be a real staff frustration when decisions uh, are stagnated or slowed down. Right. And so uh, here's what I want you to know. If you are going to have a thriving ministry, uh, it rests on your ability to make a decision. All of our decisions reflect the goodness and the greatness of our God. Pastor, I'd encourage you to make a decision today. 
Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Thriving Ministry Podcast, where we encouraged you, pastor, church leaders, to make a decision. Hey, if you'd like to help us grow the reach of the Thriving Ministry Podcast, uh, can I ask you a favor? I know there's people listening uh, that are not liking and subscribing, uh, frankly, because I can see the number of likes versus the number of downloads we have every week. If you have not liked, can you please go click the five star in your app store on the podcast, wherever you're listening, give us a review, write a comment that will certainly help. That's right. That's really the first decision you need to make after. That, that is the, the most important decision. Absolutely. That's the most important decision for today. Yeah. Like and subscribe. We would really appreciate it. Hope you have a great day. And with God's grace, get out there. No fear. Don't be afraid. Make the decisions that are going to make your ministry go to the next level. God bless. See you soon. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor.